0: deep discounted deals. We were seeing pre-dispensary deals that were valuing 5 to 10 million pre-money valuations. Those things were dropping to, in some cases, a million and now in some cases less than a million. That's how much of a change we've seen. I just got a deal that hit my desk the other day for a total buyout of a dispensary and a small cultivation. And we're talking 7, 800 grand for both. Two years ago, those same type deals were raising money at 10 and $20 million valuations.
1: From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Michael Scott from Cannapreneur Partners. Michael, welcome to the show.
0: Dan, thanks so much for having me.
1: <laughs> I want to kick things off. By reading this quote from your website, it's not coming down the road or tomorrow. Opportunities in cannabis are here right now. (laughs) That is so on the mark. I think people in this industry, I know I do, we suffer from cannabis FOMO, fear of missing out. Opportunities are everywhere and they're happening so fast. Entrepreneur Partners is a cannabis investment firm with a somewhat unique investment thesis. And that's where I want to start. Can you tell us about your East Coast? investment
0: thesis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and Dan, we're, we're technically a, a cannabis holding company. But oh, okay.
1: We, what we do is we do find
0: early stage investments. We invest in and then we bring investors to co-invest alongside of them. Yes, our investment thesis is pretty focused on emerging markets and cannabis. Dan, what that means specifically is it's a pretty heavy play on the East Coast because the East Coast is where a lot of the emerging market has been popping up, but in the future, Might that be in Oklahoma or Chicago or even international markets once those markets opening up? Absolutely. And we say emerging for a very specific reason. That's the field that we know. So as an entrepreneur or as an investor, you can choose to go into a mature market like Colorado or California, or you can say, hey, I want to be part of the Wild West in one of these states that's really emerging and figuring it out from the ground level. Why we like emerging markets is number one you get bigger risk and bigger reward. So we like that. Yes, it's more early stage pre-revenue businesses. If you figure out how to find the right all-stars, there's big multiples. And people look at this as a green gold rush. and, And the reality is five to 10X multiples are very reasonable and doable in emerging market plays, but there's a lot of risk out there you've got to avoid as well.
1: For sure. For sure. It says in your website that you pride yourself on finding the top 1% cannabis entrepreneurs. What do you look for or what does an entrepreneur need to do to get on your radar?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things. Yeah, In fact, in the book that I've got out there that's on private placement investing,
1: I talk specifically
0: about how I differentiate and vet these entrepreneurs and these businesses and differentiate what i would deem as the one percenters versus the ones that are not and the reason why it's important to really find those all-stars is cannabis is such a difficult industry to make it in Mm -hmm. if you are picking somebody in the top 20 percent, well in another mature industry that might be fine and you might get return on investment there but in cannabis i will tell you it's survival of the fittest These businesses struggle to get off the round. They struggle to get capital. And so it's important that you're working with the the, the top-notch ones because those are the ones that are going to create an amazing investment opportunity for investors. So what do I look for? I, I actually think what we vet for is a little unique, Dan, than your prototypical hedge fund or private equity shop. One of the big things that, and I talk about this in my book, that we really look for, it's emotional intelligence. So I'm looking for somebody that has amazing emotional intelligence because guess what? This is an industry riddled with obstacles and delays and – regulatory changes and, and oh my gosh, you can't get money for this or that reason. So if the entrepreneur doesn't have amazing emotional intelligence, we're not going to invest a lot of time unless it's a complete buyout type deal. And that entrepreneur is not part of the deal. So that's a key component, but I attach one thing to that. I actually will ask specific questions going through their track record of success. And then I'll want to know about the trials and tribulations as it related to getting to that major goal or launching that business, because those are the best keys to to determine, okay, how much did they have to overcome to actually reach this goal? And I'll tell you, you have an entrepreneur that's got a major
1: emotional intelligence, Dan, you can drop them anywhere in the world and they'll find a way to be successful. Yeah. It's mental toughness too. You learn so much more from your failures than you do from your successes, especially learned when you have a little experience in business. I think that's underrated. The failures are the ones that I look at those as, as well. Earlier in the year, we were hearing a lot about private companies' valuations were really low or flat and it was a great time for investors to to jump in on private companies. That's still the case or are we starting to see it oh, tick yeah. up a little bit? Okay.
0: I think it's actually getting better for investors. And I'll tell you what we saw this year. We were seeing great deal flow in the first quarter. But when the pandemic hit, here's what happened in the cannabis private placement marketplace. A lot of investors that were considering all these investments they took their money and went home. They basically said, you know what? We're going to hit the pause button right now. Yeah. And so what happened is we started seeing dispensary deals, extraction deals, all these deals where they had their money lined up. They're ready to do the next phase of the build out. And all of a sudden that investor was gone. And we saw some where they were on the verge of bankruptcy. So we, we actually put together our best deals in the industry We're in the heat of the pandemic. My partner and I did not skip a beat when this entire office park was not working from the office and everybody was afraid at home. My partner and I were literally the only two people in this whole office park. We didn't skip a beat. We kept working (laughs) and we landed the best investment deals that we have seen in the last three, four years in this marketplace. And I will tell you, it's actually getting better. What I saw was this, Q1, pretty typical of what we've been seeing for the last couple of years. Q2, pandemic hit, amazing deep discounted deals. We were seeing pre-dispensary deals that were valuing 5 to 10 million pre-money valuations. Those things were dropping to, in some cases, a million and now some cases less than a million. That's how much of a change we've seen. I just got a deal that hit my desk the other day for a total buyout of a dispensary and a small cultivation. And we're talking seven 800 grand. For both. Two years ago, those same type deals were raising money at 10 and 20 million dollar valuations.
1: Wow! feel for the entrepreneur, but I got to say that some of those valuations were a little frothy. I think they oh, were God. <laughs> the most inflated
0: valuation <laughs> in the world are in the cannabis industry. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right.
1: Okay, so I got to ask, I've been holding off, but. Kevin Harrington from Star Tanks. How did you get him to join the canopreneur team? Yeah. So we feel pretty
0: uh, honored and privileged that Kevin is part of the team. So Kevin and his partner attended a big family office super summit. It's Family Office Club. In fact, they just did it this year. And so it's actually, I think, the world's largest family office gathering. Okay. And so the gentleman that runs Family Office Club, which is the world's largest family office network, is on my board. And I was speaking at his conference And Kevin's partner saw me speak. And later that night we had a networking dinner and he approached me and said, Hey, I heard you're the guy to talk to about cannabis private investments. And I said, yeah, that's that's what I deal with. And he goes my partners, Kevin Harrington, we're interested in talking to you. So that's when the conversation started. It was about December, January, and then kept talking, putting together a deal. And then around June, we solidified him coming on board as in two roles. One is an investor. And I'm proud to say he invested on the same terms as our previous investors. And then number two, also as a strategic advisor and brand ambassador to not just us, but also our portfolio companies. He has really been an amazing asset for us.
1: Oh, man, I'd say for sure. Did he shark tank you through the process a little bit? It wasn't an easy negotiation. That's <laughs> I bet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I pride myself
0: in, in, in being able to negotiate. And, and I'm in his seat where I have a sea of cannabis entrepreneurs pitching me. Yeah. So it was unique. All of a sudden, to be negotiating with a shark, and I will tell you, between him and his partner, Kevin's actually pretty easygoing. He's considered the entrepreneur's entrepreneur, and you can tell he has an ethos about him where he just wants to help the entrepreneur, and I love that about Kevin. I was really worried, being a guy of his magnitude, is he going to be too busy to really invest time and energy with us that was one of my big fear i have not seen that whenever we've asked for help he's been right there it's one of his partners that's the tough negotiator actually. <laughs> he was actually he's his, his attorney partner and i give him credit he was doing what he had to do but kevin he's part of over five billion dollars in product sales honestly i give him a lot of credit Cannabis is an industry that people are tiptoeing into, and they're worried about the stigma, and they're worried about the federal status of the law. He was pretty much the first shark tank type to jump into this sea. And then I saw quickly a bunch of others jumped in after him. So I give him a lot of credit for being the bold entrepreneur he is.
1: That's great. I give you guys a lot of credit. I'm glad that he's in too, because it adds more credibility to what we're doing. One question before I let you go, if someone's considering investing in cannabis, why does it make sense to work with Canapreneur partners versus just trying to do it on their own? Well, first of all, I'll tell you that if you understand the private placement or
0: private investment marketplace, meaning non-publicly traded, it is a very devilishly difficult marketplace to make money. You have to understand... 80 to 90 plus percent of startup businesses will fail and a higher percentage in cannabis. Number one, if you don't already have the skill on how to differentiate, is this a good investment versus this other one? It can be very tricky. So we view ourselves as a lot of risk mitigation for investors because, look, we put our money where our mouth is. Our money is going into the deal right? We're not telling an investor, hey, put your money in nine out of 10 cases, our money is already in on the deal. So I think that we do provide a lot of knowledge and insight and, and, and kind of risk mitigation. Nothing's risk free in the private cannabis marketplace. But I think that's one of the reasons. And I think the other reason is, we're staying on top of these businesses after the investment's made. Most private investors, they literally will make the investment and maybe every six months or 12 months ask some questions, but they really don't know what's going on. And what I'll tell you is, especially in our magnitude, we're typically investing significant dollars and we're a big part of these companies' capitalization table. And so we have an ear and we can help make influence. And Canapreneur Partners is not just capital. When when we invest these companies, we're strategic partners, we're capital, we're purpose-driven leadership, we're strategy, and we plug them into our cannabis ecosystem. I would say those are probably the key reasons. And then the other thing is we're crazy transparent. Like We tell investors,
1: we're going to be crazy transparent and show you all the good, the bad, the ugly of a deal. Yeah. I think that those are the things that I think investors want to hear because who has time to stay on top of this? It's changing so fast. Oh, yeah. I'll have all the links to Cantapreneur Partners in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about working with them, I'm sure just reach out to the team at Cantapreneurs and they'll be happy to, to answer any of your questions. Michael, this is great. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thanks. Dan, thanks so much for having us.